0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 49 of the Gen X Photography Podcast. One episode closer to 50. That's going to be awesome, but 49 today. And today, of course, I'm your host, Mario Piper, and today's kind of pretty special because the last two episodes, you only had me. (laughs) I did two solo shows, and so you're probably kind of tired of hearing about the math and the... (laughs) all that stuff. So today we have a really nice um, episode uh, in store for you. And we have my two co-hosts, Julie Piper and Suzanne Peterson. Hello, Julie. How's it going?
1: It's going good.
0: Good, good. Suzanne, how are you feeling?
1: Feeling better.
0: That's good. good you gathering. had COVID. Yeah.
1: I am. I got the Rona. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> I've mm. never had it before, So, but I'm I'm doing better.
0: Good, good. Yeah, we haven't had it either. So hopefully... Hopefully we won't. <laughs>
2: exactly. But,
0: well, today's episode is really special. We have two veteran podcasters with us from the Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast. And I want to uh, just sincerely give a, a thanks to Sherry and Jake for joining us joining us today. So it's Sherry Christensen, Jake Rose, welcome to the podcast. Well,
3: thanks for having us.
4: Yeah, thank you very much for having us on the podcast.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know... Um, back in 2019, that's when I, when I started shooting film, June of 2019. And, uh, I really didn't know that there were podcasts about photography back then. Um, so I started looking up, uh, different photography podcasts and, uh, yours was one of the first ones that I listened to. Um, and awesome. Sherry, yeah. And Sherry, oh, wow. I have to, I have to just say that your podcast really um, motivated me in a couple of different ways. One, it motivated, motivated me to start a podcast. Um, You were talking about, I can't remember which episode it was, but you were talking about just doing the podcasting itself and um, how, I think how easy it was just based on the way you were doing it at that point. And then another is you talked about developing your own film. And at that time I hadn't really done any developing, um, but you talking about it kind of gave me the confidence and courage to to give it a try. So thank you for providing that inspiration.
3: Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome.
0: So, so in cool. other
3: words, this is all my fault?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We're pinning it right on you, Sherry.
3: Oh, dang. <laughs> uh,
0: well, before we get into the, the um, interview with you guys, um, we want to just find out how everybody's been doing. And we'll start with you, Suzanne. How have things been going for you?
1: Things are good. Yeah. Um, I was able to, I'm I'm trying now, my goal this year is to be a better darkroom printer. So I got back into the darkroom, had a couple weekend sessions. I, I like to do it when I know I can commit getting in there at least a little bit of time on a Saturday and a Sunday, just so I get full use out of my chemicals and stuff. And so I was able to do that, which was fun. Um, and then I also have I'd collected all the stuff to get to make cyanotype prints. And I, I don't know why, but I think anything new just it intimidates me at first. So I was intimidated. So but finally it's like, I'm just gonna do it. So we had a really sunny day. I didn't have anything else planned, so I tried that for the first time. And I really liked it. So I've since done some more. I've tried the the toning like with tea. Um, and I'm just sort of learning as I go, it's like kind of a nice inexpensive way to make prints. And if you mess up, it's like, you know, I'm using watercolor paper that cost me probably $10 for a pack this, you know, an inch thick. Um, so that, that's kind of what I've been doing recently, which is really quite exciting to me.
0: Cool. You said you tone it with tea. I've heard of that. Uh, Are you pretty successful with it? Does it make a nice change to it?
1: Yeah. So I, there are some that I actually, I really like the blue. I really like cyanotypes because of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some that I think would really look a little bit better in a different tone. And so I'd seen it on a couple people that I follow on Twitter um, and I'm sure on Instagram too, but it happened to be somebody on Twitter. Um, and it's so easy. So I actually found that I had green tea oh, instead wow. of they, they, I recommend black tea or green tea because it has to have some ingredient in there that causes it to to shift the tone. Um, And so I had green tea on hand. So I tried that and I didn't even do, I don't think I even did it like I was, you know, technically supposed to, but it toned beautifully and it turned it into sort of a, it reminded me of a very faded old yellowed newspaper. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it it just looked, I, I loved how it looked. And so then the gal that I had been talking to on Twitter suggested trying black tea and she said it definitely gives off a totally different tone than white wow. tea. So got me some black tea. That's
0: cool. I That's cool. Again
1: though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, looking forward to seeing your results. Thank you. Cool, cool. Julie, so how's, it,
1: oh, oh, sorry, was, go ahead.
0: Go right ahead. I
3: was just gonna ask you, Suzanne, does that um, give it like more of a sepia type tone?
1: Yeah, so the one I did, did do a sepia and I think it really, from what I'm understanding, is it depends on the paper you're using and it depends on the type of tea that you're using, right. what kind of tones that you're going to get. And allegedly, it can be different every time. Interesting. So I don't, yeah, I don't know that it's 100% consistent. You know, it could depend on how strong you're like, I was just like, okay, I'm going to throw eight tea bags in there. You know, I just <laughs> sort of, I won it. Um, so yeah, but the ones I did were, they were very sepia.
2: Oh, cool.
0: You know, I, I don't know if you've ever had kombucha tea, but I've, I used to make kombucha, kombuka. I'm, I'm not sure how to say that word, that mm-hmm. word, but it was kind of similar. You just kind of put in some tea bags and just see what happened. See so
1: what happens, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's that's really, really cool.
1: Yeah,
0: it's fun. Julia, how's, how have things been going for you?
5: Crazy. I've got projects up to my eyeballs which is a little overwhelming at the moment so I've got this cool camera you can't see it if you're listening Um, but it's a Voigtlander that is super cool that I found in the bargain bin at our repair shop and oh wow Mario told me it was a 120 camera because I opened the back and I was like whispering to him because I'm like I don't see why this is in the discount bin because the bellows look good you know I was looking in and like I don't see any leaks but I was like this looks different so I said to him like is this a 120 is this a 127 and he's like I think it's 120 so I brought it home and very eagerly last night tried to load it and it doesn't fit 127 doesn't fit. So after like an hour of Mario and I both searching, we found out it's a 129 camera. Oh, oh never it's heard of
3: that. that. Yeah.
5: So they, they don't make 129, and we can't even find a 129 reel or spool, spool whatever you yeah. call it, on ah. any of the websites. So I'm I guess I'm going to try to... Get a wooden dowel and notch it and make it. But I took this today with a paper (gasps) to see if it worked. And so I really want to try it with film. But for right now, I guess it's a one shot at a time paper camera. (laughs) But I'm building an 8 by 10 camera as well and trying to figure out what Camera I'm going to use for the Frugal Film this coming year. So, I just my brain is overactive right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The Frugal Film Project. I uh I've not been too good at keeping up with my uh, submissions. I, Don't I re- tell
5: Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, I'm
4: sorry. Me neither, Mario. Okay. Me neither. Hey, I, hey, I, have, not- I
3: have a secret. I didn't finish last month either oh, man.
0: <laughs> well I I ran out of film I ran out of the film that I chose and I know it's easy to, to get more but I just haven't gotten in it yet so it's not an excuse but it's just the, what happened so I'm gonna be re, redoing it for the last month and hopefully submitting it but
3: yeah. thank you for your
0: for, forbearance with me <laughs>
3: Uh, I know I ran out of time on mine too. So it was like, oh no, November's over and I'm not done. And my, my camera's still loaded. And yeah. ha- oh boy. So I might have to uh, finish it off and say half the roll of his each month
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, hey, and call it, at, well, uh, instead of 27 exposures, it can be. It's half a 27
0: Uh, 13 and a half half.
3: Yeah So I have a 13 and a half roll
0: Oh nice (laughs) (laughs) Well Sherry How have things been going for you uh, recently?
3: Uh, Extremely busy November is the month of birthdays And Mm. um, Everybody managed to catch the flu And so If my voice starts cracking I still haven't quite got that back It's not the Rona. We tested. Just everybody spent (laughs) coughing and sniffling. So, yeah.
0: It seems like with with COVID, I know I've been hearing a lot about it, but because COVID was such a big thing and we all took it so seriously that we, you know, that was good that we took it seriously, but it kind of put everything else on the back burner, and now it's coming back with a vengeance.
3: (laughs) Mm-hmm. whether well,
0: it's the flu or cold or any any other things that normally affect us, you know?
3: Well, mm. I think it was, we had a couple weeks where it was actually very, very nice out. So you know what happens when you go from really cold to really nice? Mm. Everybody catches the flu.
0: That's true. That's true.
3: <laughs> so that's all it was. And of course, you're very busy and you don't rest as well. And then the holidays are coming up and it's like, I don't know. I might <laughs> might get this role of film finished, and I might not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hopefully everybody starts feeling better in your family.
3: <laughs> We're just starting to get feeling better, yeah. So Good. It's been crazy. But otherwise, I uh, haven't sold anything, haven't really finished any projects. I had a couple point-and-shoots that had film in them that I got out and put on the table, and that was my goal for November, and... I didn't do that either.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I can sympathize <laughs> for sure.
3: That's <laughs> just so. Uh, by the time you got done doing everything, the day was over and it was just time to relax.
0: Yeah, for sure. You deserve that, you know. You, you get to a certain point in life where you just want to sit down and, and enjoy a minute, right? <laughs>
3: You need to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me breathe. For
0: sure. For sure. Well, Jake, how have things been going for you? Uh,
4: things have been going pretty well. Um, not really much going on photography wise. Uh, it's just been it's been crazy at work lately. I, uh, I actually started a new position at work uh, a couple weeks ago. So uh, yeah, I've just been just been busy with that and uh, slowly picking away at my backlog, but it's still a mountain.
2: But <laughs> slowly, uh,
4: slowly, my, slowly, I'm uh, making my way through. But uh, got a couple weeks coming up, a uh, cu- couple weeks off coming up, so hoping to make a real dent in that. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah.
0: Well, congratulations on your new uh, position. That's awesome.
4: Yeah. Thank you. Yep. A little bit more money, so hopefully, uh, you know, a little bit more money for the camera fund, right?
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no nah, I'm, I'm i'm just kidding i'm i'm trying to be good i'm trying to be
0: good <laughs> no gas for you right
4: <laughs> no well uh, well actually uh maybe three weeks ago now i uh i actually got a really good deal on a on a k1 Roiflex so like the first model of Roiflex wow and yeah so i i got it for under a hundred dollars but of course there are issues so i had to replace the mirror because that was uh, pretty badly desilvered and yeah. the focus is locked up and the shutter is sticky so that's a professional uh that's a professional job i'm not gonna touch that but uh yeah oh, but hopefully to hopefully to have a uh an early 30s rolly working here in the new year
0: that'd be so sweet so
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just gotta figure out uh, whether I'm going to buy some 620 film or figure out how to uh, re-roll it on a 620 spool myself.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the real hard part. Like, I know the FPP sells 620, but um, we I think we had a 620 camera, mm-hmm. and we bought 620 film, but for some reason the 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 uh, spool didn't quite fit in or it was like really tight and it didn't advance very well
5: i think it that was camera. a fat roll yeah I think the roll was was fat
0: uh, yeah, so been. it's a uh, it, it all these different kind of um, formats make it a little bit interesting and challenging you
2: know
4: <laughs> yeah well i guess the thing about it as uh, Kodak was just in control of the market for so long, they kind of dictated what went on, and uh, I guess what the popular format of the time was. And they uh, they certainly went through a lot of them over the years.
0: Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Well, speaking of different film uh, film formats, um, for me, um, let's see, this just a couple of days ago. What what is today? The the tenth. So three days ago was uh, one of the 127 days, yeah. and. I I
3: missed it. Ah!
4: (laughs) Well, you know, I missed it too.
0: Next month, January twenty seventh will be the next one. So. I
3: always miss this one because it's my kid's birthday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I uh, shot one roll of one twenty seven and developed it on that day. Unfortunately, I dropped my 127 camera, so it's at the... Oh. Yeah, it's at the shop. Hopefully, it'll be able to uh, be fixed, but I ended up buying a 100-foot reel of 127, or I guess it's 46-centimeter uh, film. It's... Um, comp- yeah, 46-millimeter. Yeah. Agfa Portrait XPS 160. Um, mm. I've shot that film in 35-millimeter, and the first time i shot it it was in a camera at a at a an estate sale i saw the camera it was a nice uh, konica auto reflex t it's kind of a funny story i bought the camera it was like 5 bucks it had a roll of film so i went home and shot the roll and then it quit working it only worked for that oh. one roll of film <laughs> but i didn't know what to rate it at because it was like there was no obviously no markings. It wasn't in the box. It was in the camera. So I I think I might have rated it at 100 or something like that, and it came out just fine. Um, it's so beautiful, in fact, that I found another roll on eBay, and uh, I think I might have rated it at, at ISO 50, and I I think I overexposed it. So I think 100 or even box speed would be just fine. So I'm looking forward to to shooting it in 127 and seeing what comes of it just fi- have to figure out how to how to reel it up on a 127 reel with the backing paper and the tape and all that and make sure it all works just just properly.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I'm not uh, quite comfortable about uh, the idea of re-rolling 120 on a 620 is the backing paper.
2: Mm.
0: The thing that I that I kind of not really worry about but I think about is that the when you un- when you take your your um, 120 roll in the in a dark room to to develop it and you start unrolling it the the last picture that you shot is the first picture that comes out of the roll as you're un- unspooling it and that's not taped but when you roll it up that end of the of the film is the first to be rolled up and so as you're rolling it up the the film itself moves forward just a little bit by little bit as you're, as you're rolling it up. And so I always, I, I'm wondering, cause it, I've heard that you tape, tape it at the top of the film when you're, you know, reeling it up yourself or the front of the, you tape the front of the, of the film strip. But if you do that, as you roll it up, it's going to kind of bunch up. Mm-hmm. So I've got to figure out how to do that so that it can still match the, you know, the frame numbers or the, the, you know, the, the numbers on the, on the backing paper, but we'll, I'll figure it out. I think the first one's probably going to be maybe a little bit of a bust and then I'll learn, over, you know, through the process of how to do it.
4: But yeah, I guess that's the only way to learn in this instance, isn't it?
0: It's true. I'm remembering back to the first time I developed film and i <laughs> Julie probably remembers this too. I got so mad. Because I had a, a a changing bag and my hands got sweaty and I was like it it was just sticking and not going on the reel and I didn't know what I was doing anyways and I'm like ah I just got rid of the got rid of the film and I I still don't know what obviously what was on the on the film so but
3: anyway recommended to me that before I actually loaded anything on reels was to take a dummy roll in the bag and practice.
2: Mm.
0: So
3: the very first time I practiced, the bag kept falling down on my hands. Oh, no. And I'm going, okay, I can't do this. So I thought, well, what am I going to do to prop it up? So I went into the kitchen and grabbed two mason jars and shoved them in there. Problem solved.
0: Nice.
3: Everything's ventilated. It's up off my hands. My hands don't sweat. But I have these two jars
5: to pack around. (laughs) you made a tent i did i made a tent
0: that's cool i think the hand sweating is the from what i recall i only used the the bag one time and it was such a bad experience that i just started using our bathroom um but i think that's the big point that the the big part of it so if you found a way to get your hands to not sweat that's that's awesome (laughs)
3: Yeah. I'm too scared that the littles will open the bathroom door while I'm in there. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> what are you doing grandma? <laughs> oh, <crap>. <laughs> 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 yep.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: well, I want to, again, just thank you guys for uh, joining, joining us today. And, um, we're going to have some questions for you julie suzanne and i have questions and we have a couple from the facebook page the gen x photography pod uh, facebook page as well so suzanne would you like to start us off with the questions
1: sure absolutely okay. so yes i also thank you very much for coming on it's really cool to have you guys here um and i know that we've connected uh a little bit more on social media over the last probably i don't know six months to a year but i don't know all that much about your history in photography. Like what, how did you get into it? Have you always photographed? Um, I know you both live in Canada and it's cold up there. <laughs> like, what do you <laughs> photograph? <laughs> so I would love to hear just a little bit more about each of your history and what got you into it.
4: Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I can start. Uh, so I got into photography back in high school um, I guess I've always, well, not really in high school, but I started getting serious in high school, but always kind of had like a little point and shoot with me when I was younger, always interested in photography. And, and then in high school, I, uh, I got a D3100, I think it was, uh, Nikon DSLR. And that's what, uh, kind of really got me, uh, bitten with the photography bug. And, uh, yeah, from there, uh, it was probably Three years later, I want to say, I, uh, I found a Nikon FE on uh, Kijiji, it's called here in Canada, which is, I guess, uh, Craig's in the Craigslist okay. in the United States. Okay. But I found a Nikon FE and a 50 millimeter 1.8 for cheap. Uh, so I was like, what the hell? I, I like my Nikon camera, and this is a cool old one, So so why not? and uh, it came with a couple rolls of expired hb5 and that was my that was my first experience with uh film photography and uh i'm sure that hb5 was long expired but i actually got some really cool images off of that roll super grainy but uh yeah i have honestly never looked back after that point it's uh, it's been mostly film since then
1: that's so cool so yeah. you didn't even what made you other than it was a cool camera what made you decide to to try a film camera when you it sounds like you started in digital.
4: Well, I think honestly YouTube had a really big uh, part to play in that. Um, I wish I remembered who the first film photographer that I saw on there but uh, yeah honestly just seeing like old cameras on uh, on YouTube I was just fascinated by it and yeah I was like yeah I gotta I gotta experience this for myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's and- really cool.
4: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely the furthest the photographer. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I do it on my own time, and I uh, yeah just have a lot of fun with it.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So what made me start is the kids had grown up, and we had empty nest. And I wanted a hobby, so I um, picked up a used D-80 Nikon. Um, Around here, we have um, an army base, and every few years, they turn, like, they move. So the people, instead of paying moving fees, will just sell off their possessions. Mm -hmm. And the lady was selling off her d 9 or it was a D-80 kit and two Alien B strobes. And at this point, I knew absolutely zero about any of it. But hey, it was a good price, so I went and bought it. <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
3: And the first thing I did was um, I put the the lights away because I thought that's that's for winter time when there is no light. <laughs> and and this was spring, so I turned the dial on that camera to M and took a lot of really bad photos (laughs) we all do that (laughs) until i figured out you know oh this is how that works and oh i can do this and then i ended up taking a online class that taught the basic exposure triangle and how you can manipulate light and and with the iso and all that and once i was done with that um I was like Jake. I hit up Kijiji <laughs> and found myself an Icon FE. And on the front of the FE was the 50 millimeter 1.2 lens. Oh, wow! Nice. And I looked wow. that up, and wow, they man. were still selling this sucker for 800 bucks brand new. And she wanted $75. Oh man. So she wasn't even very far away so I said I'll take this and I drove up and I picked it up and she goes I don't know why you want this old junk <laughs> I'm going oh I just wanted to try this and I thought, "Oh, well, I've got the camera and I've got a really good lens for it so let's let's see if I can actually figure out how to use it And I I ran into Walmart and at that time they were selling Fuji Superior 400 in a four-pack. And I picked up one of those and the first roll utterly sucked. After I managed to find somebody that would develop it, it was uh, completely underexposed because I didn't know what I was doing. (coughs) There, There were images, but they were really dark and greeny and uh, yeah, so I had to I had to find the manual online for um, that camera. Thank you to Buttkiss. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. always always donate to Mr. Buttkiss because he has every manual you'll ever need. It's true. yeah, yeah. I try and send him something every year. And because uh, I used his, his site a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is what ended up growing into a mountain of film cameras sitting here. Yeah.
0: Boy, I bet that lady uh, that sold you the FE is probably kicking herself <laughs> these years I think, later.
3: I think she was just glad to be rid of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Old junk. Old junk.
3: Old junk, yeah. Old oh, that yeah. lens yeah. is beautiful.
2: It's
0: a nice junk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a nice F1-2 <laughs> junk. That's I know,
3: like, it's my fastest lens. <laughs>
0: wow, wow. <laughs> well, Julie, would you like to... pay yeah, paid more than that for
4: mine. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, did you? For yeah, mine. yeah, $20, right? Oh, no, right. $25. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, Julie, would you like to give your first question?
5: Sure. I'm super curious how the two of you I assumed you lived near each other, but you, before we started recording, found out you don't live near each other. So how did you guys get connected and end up doing the podcast together?
3: It's kind of a funny story. Uh, Jake had a camera that um, I was interested in treating a camera for, so I messaged him and said... Are you interested in a trade for your Leica R3? <laughs> and he says, what do you got? And I said, how about a Nikon F5? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that was, that's what started it all. Yeah. One camera swap.
2: Yeah, that's what started the chain reaction. <laughs> we just
3: cool. started chatting over the internet and um, yeah, we are three time zones apart and pretty much opposite ends of the country and
2: <laughs> uh, and I'm kind of funny how it worked out
5: yeah i think we're not all the same age range here are we i think most of us are but one of us is not that's correct <laughs> one of us one among us is considerably younger jake I believe.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'm a, uh, i am a bit of a youngin. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where did you hear about like? How did you know he had a camera then? That he wanted to sell. He want he listed one for sale and you responded or?
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically.
4: Yeah, I think we were in like a mutual Facebook group or something like that. Yeah.
5: Yeah,
3: and he had mentioned that he wanted to sell it and wasn't using it. And uh, well, he's a student and probably doesn't have a super big budget. And maybe a trade would work better than actual money. <laughs> and you had
0: a camera that you really, really wanted, right? Or he had a camera that he really wanted.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. That's awesome. And I had, I had two F5 yep. because. I had bought a kit from a fellow in Calgary before prices had really went up and um, I didn't need two of them so I thought well I know Jake is a real Nikon fan and he kind of wanted an F5 <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the rest is history,
2: the rest yeah, it worked is history.
1: Out. yeah
2: exactly it's
1: interesting Mario
4: did yeah, you I've, start I've... With...
1: go ahead Jake
4: Oh, I was just going to say, I've still got that F5. And Sherry, I think you've still got that R3. I do. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome.
0: What were you saying, uh, Suzanne?
1: Oh, I was just noticing that. So Sherry and Jake both started out with Nikon. I started out with Nikon. What did you start You Were you Minolta? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. SRT
0: 101.
1: Um,
0: And it's kind of weird because I bought one on... I bought uh, my first film camera off eBay but it hadn't come yet. So that the it was a, a Minolta uh oh what was it? Hymatic 7 Hymatic 7.
2: Okay.
0: Rangefinder camera. Um I bought it mainly because it looked like my uh, Fujifilm X100 and I thought that that's what I wanted was a rangefinder and I rangefinders are nice but I'm much more of an SLR guy but I found um an SLR for $20. Well, this uh, Minolta SRT-101 for $20 came with a 135 millimeter lens, and it was like five miles away. And the guy wow. said, yeah, take it. And I'm like, I held it. It was so heavy. Everything was made of metal. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is so beautiful. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and so I was just in love, in love after that. But, yeah, Minolta, uh, I have quite a few Minoltas, but.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, just anyways. An Yeah, yeah. And what did you start uh, start off with, Julie? Your first camera?
5: A cardboard box.
3: Okay, that's awesome. Here's a question: (laughs) Who still has
1: their first film camera? Me. (laughs) Me. I don't think I do, because I think I I ended up actually replacing the one. My first one was a hand-me-down, and I started my business. With a hand-me-down. And that's I'm like, awesome. okay, I need to, I need to step up my game. So I bought like the N50, I think it was. And but I do still have the N60 or 65. I don't know. It's sitting over there. I do have one of the ones that I used in my business at one point. I have two of those, so I don't think I have my original. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs>
5: my first film camera was a kit one. Oh, that's neat. That's cool. Oh, it's a Mario took pity on me after helping me put this together, and he got me a Lubitel to replace it.
0: Yeah, that was a third. But now
5: th- you can see I have a bit of a problem with double lens cameras. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that one that she showed—that's a thirty-five yeah, millimeter TLR. Really? Yeah. A, a, a kit that she bought on Amazon
3: that's cool it is <laughs> yeah uh, very neat.
0: Yeah. well both of you uh, I, I can't remember if it was you Suzanne or you Julie that said this but both of you live up in Canada and I forgot to say where you guys live so I'm sorry about that Sherry you're from Alberta right correct okay and uh, Jake you're from New Brunswick
4: I am in New Brunswick, yeah.
0: Okay, sounds good. So you guys both live in, you know, in Canada. It's north of the U.S. Winter is much more of an event than it is here. Although we, you know, Julie and I live in the northern part of the U.S. And Suzanne, you live in the mountains, basically, in Colorado. So you guys get a lot of snow. So we all understand Mm -hmm. winter. You know, winter is not just a short thing. It's (laughs) It's part of our lives, you know. So when winter comes and, you know, the darkness settles over the earth, the snow covers the land, um, what do you guys do or how does that affect your, your photography? Um, either one of you can start.
3: (laughs) How does it affect? Well, that's when I do more inside projects Mm -hmm. because it's six months of snow and it's cold and I've had frostbite on my toes enough times to know to stay inside.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. That's when you also get more creative with learning things. Yeah. Because you have the time. The farm isn't as busy in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, the farm is extremely busy. So that's when you take your camera and you kind of throw it on the dash of the truck and you just pack it with you. And whatever you see, you take a picture of if you see Mm. something decent. But, uh, yeah. Otherwise, in the winter, if I take the camera, there's a good chance if I throw it on the dash, it's going to get blasted with heat. And then I'm going to go outside in the cold and the lens is going to fog up and the battery is going (laughs) to (laughs) freeze. That's
0: that's true. (laughs) How about you, Jake?
2: (laughs)
4: <laughs> so uh so winter definitely does decrease my uh, photography activity especially from a shooting perspective mm-hmm. um i do have a couple cameras that i can use with gloves which is real nice um my nikon f with a uh with an ar1 uh, shutter release and my uh, my konica genba kontaku uh, point and shooter both uh both chunky cameras, uh, that are easily used with gloves, but, uh, but normally I, uh, I just take the, uh, the opportunity that, uh, the crappy weather gives me to, uh, to get caught up on developing and, and other various projects. But, uh, but yeah, I guess for this year, especially, I'm very glad that, uh, hopefully more crappy weather is on the way. So I have a good excuse to hunker down and, uh, and take <laughs> care of my, uh, developing backlog.
0: Yeah. That's true yeah,
4: um, I'm, yeah
0: i'm sorry go ahead I was just gonna
4: say i'm i'm yeah i was just gonna say i'm probably about i think 25 c41 rolls deep into my backlog now so oh
2: cool.
0: so i've
4: got a uh, cool. bit of a mountain to take care of and uh, that's not including the black and white but
2: <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> uh,
0: of work
4: yeah, isn't it I, I really need to get my act together it is yeah um you know uh it's better to not let it get to this point because it does really take some self-motivation to to get the first one rolling.
0: Yeah, that's true. Do you
1: keep yeah. track of, like, the dates and stuff? So you develop an order or do you just sort of toss them all in a bin and you get what you get?
0: <laughs> Come with <on>, me. <man.
4: laughs> so, so in the past, I was terrible with that. I would just toss them in, like, a Tupperware container in my freezer. And then when I got to it, I got to it. But uh, but these days I I do at least label them so I uh, I'll take some white gaff tape and I'll write some information with the sharpie just so I know like when I shot it what camera I used what lens that kind of just basic information and yeah but I uh, but I still don't get them developed on time I I know for sure I have some uh, some film from uh, from last spring that I'm still sitting on. Oh, wow.
0: Well, it'll You're, be a surprise uh, when you.
4: It,
2: it'll yeah. be
0: a surprise when you get it right. <laughs> get it developed, I should say.
4: Well, hey, that's uh, that's kind of the nice thing about film photography. It's kind of like uh, Christmas morning when you uh, when you develop those long frozen uh, exposed <laughs> rolls and you uh, you get to see your images for the first time that you shot months ago.
0: Almost yeah. like found film, right? <laughs>
4: oh yeah. Almost, almost. almost yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah, is that in that image? That's on some of mine. It definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah now with the age that uh, some of my film has on it, you could you could call it found film if you wanted to.
0: Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, I know uh, you know like like with you guys, winter is such a big thing here too. And I know last winter, uh, Julie and I and our daughter Cynthia were walking out in the field and just doing some photography, and man, it was cold. I think it was. It might have been like I don't know how to trans. Let's see, zero zero Celsius is thirty two, so it was below zero but above zero Fahrenheit. So, anyways, in in that range of uh, of coldness, so it was pretty cold. Um, and I'm looking forward, I got a a Nike, a FT two, and uh, I know Bill Smith always talks about the Nickermats and how good they are in the winter. So I'm looking forward to seeing just how good that camera is in the winter because I have a is it a Copal shutter is that what that's called uh, where the the metal blades travel travel vertically yeah, I think instead a of horizontally yeah okay I'm I'm not real exactly, good at yeah. understanding the terminology quite yet but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how well that handles the cold weather so.
4: Yeah, no, it should
5: be
3: interesting to see. I, yeah, I've had a I, few I know times...
4: At least me where, personally, I...
3: I'm sorry, go ahead, Mary. <laughs> I, I know a few times I've had to shove the camera into my armpit because it was getting a little sticky.
2: Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just something when, you, you know... <laughs> Photography, film photography is not easy. It's so enjoyable, but it's not easy, and especially when it gets really, really cold, it's just it's kind of tough to to do the actual photographing, you know. But it's where we live, you know.
3: (laughs) It is. It is. And then there's also the added, um, how do you expose for the snow?
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. And not
3: get ugly gray, you know. Mm-hmm. especially if you're shooting color which i like color better than black and white but winter is black and white season
0: it is it's kind of funny you uh, say that last year i um it was it was on that walk the, the very walk i'm thinking of uh, i was shooting uh Loma, lomography's uh, phantom eight so it's eight iso um in i can't remember which camera i was using but may, maybe one of my spotmatics or uh One of my SRTs, but definitely an SLR, and it was really hard to figure out the metering, because I was like trying to, I was trying to sunny 16 it, and then do like uh, figure out from that which aperture and which shutter speed I should have for ISO 8, given the bright snow, because it was a bright sunny day, and they turned out okay, you know, but it was real tough to to mentally do that gymnastics, you know.
3: Yeah, and I suck at math.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm <laughs> it's, really bad at it.
0: It's tough. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Sus-
4: me too. And you can definitely feel like a bit of a mathematician trying to figure out exposure sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, Suzanne, what's your next question?
1: So um, I want to talk about your camera collection. Cause I know, I know Sherry has quite a few because I have bought one of my, actually my favorite camera. It's the one that I bought from Sherry, the Nikon fe 2 Um, and I, I see that you sell them and stuff. So I'm, I'm suspecting you have a large inventory. And so I was curious, like, do you indeed have a large inventory? Do you do this sort of as a side business? Like do you find them and fix them up and sell them? Um, and then same thing for Jake. Jake, I don't know how vast of a collection you have, but I was just curious if you guys have, I feel like you have big collections. <laughs> and I'm over here envious, so I want to hear about it.
3: Uh, yes, I do have a thr- thrifting problem. <laughs> it's good for all of us, though. <laughs> I know, I know. And the one that I, I sold to you, I, I did buy it at the local thrift store, and then I sent it away. To get service because it's a beautiful camera. Oh, I love it. And I'm glad you love it. So, and that it worked out. The, and that's my goal is like to find them, fix them up if they need to be, and pass them on. I don't want to keep them, but right now I have too many. <laughs> There's a, the one day I was counting out the spot Maddox and I had seven of them. Oh my gosh. I, have se- I I don't have seven anymore. I did manage to sell a couple of them, and five of them had working meters, which is rare.
1: Oh, that's
3: cool. So I thought, well, I'll keep two of them. The, the first I one Spot I Matic. bought, and the one my mom bought me, because that was a gift. I can't can't give that one away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. I love my Spotmatic. Me oh, too. Oh, they're
3: excellent. They're excellent. Mm-hmm. And then I had, I uh, picked up a couple of Fuji, um, what are they the 70 they're the m42 mount cameras
0: is it an slr
3: it is oh wow um they're about the same age and type of thing as a spotmatic and i need to pass them on it's time to let them go and you know if you're not using them why keep them
5: i agree
3: you know lots of you do There, there's some that are just never going to go because I absolutely adore them, and they are gifts. Yeah. (laughs) And there's some I don't adore, but they were gifts. They have to stay. (laughs) Right.
0: Sherry, that uh, that pink um, uh, spotmatic that's on the uh, the frugal film project um, Facebook group or page. Um. Man, I remember, I, I think I messaged you and said that I really, you, I think you said that, that 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 one was for sale. And I'm like, oh, because at that time, by that time I had gotten two Spotmatics and I adore those cameras. And I at that point, uh, my wife Julie was uh, into photography. And so I was thinking, man, I'd like to get that for her. But like right just about the time that I was about to pay for it, I, I was working, I did a job, a, a floor stripping job and i was going to use part of that money to to get the spotmatic and then my brother-in-law's house burned down yeah. and so yeah. we devoted a lot of our funds and a bunch of people also devoted a lot of right. a, lot, a lot of their well, funds to help him
3: that's more important
0: it's true but Absolutely, and I'm I'm I don't regret it at all. But that is a that was a sweet camera, <laughs> just just by the look of it. <laughs>
3: uh, it was a very nice camera, and I had serviced it and reskinned mm. it. And I thought, well, it'll sell better if it's neat looking, because that yeah. was one that didn't have a working meter. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, the price reflected oh. it, but it's it's gone. Yeah. I don't own it anymore.
0: Where did you get it reskinned in pink?
3: I ordered the skin from a fellow in Japan. Oh. Currently, he is not shipping to Canada or the U.S. Okay. So, yeah, but I ordered I ordered a few from him, and they all fit beautifully, and they're really nice. And I, I did it myself.
0: Wow.
3: Because it's not a hard job if you have a good skin cut. Oh, cool. So, cool, cool. Yeah. It's it's more uh, you have to be um, meticulous about putting it on yeah. so that it's straight and getting the old adhesive off and
4: yeah for for me at least I find the hardest part of reskinning a camera is getting the old skin off and getting the old adhesive off the uh, the camera body so you can install the new stuff yeah.
3: A set of dental picks from Amazon, and we all have, um, this is the one that I found really the most helpful, hand sanitizer. Oh, Gets fruit. the adhesive off because it's alcohol and it's not runny. Like alcohol is runny and dries up really quick, but sanitizer doesn't run and it'll sit on there longer. Yeah. You can just wipe it off
4: cool <laughs> yeah so jake um, how
1: many yeah. do you have
4: <laughs> how many cameras do i have uh a lot less like than it. sherry i i can say that definitively yeah <laughs> I, I think i'm under 20 under 20 cameras not bad but uh, yeah not bad but uh yeah i'm uh, i'm mostly in uh nikon leica and i've got a couple olympus cameras a couple rolly flexes uh I've got a yashica
1: 44
4: uh 127 okay and yeah i've got a bright red holga that gets some looks that i bought from sherry <laughs> 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 i love
1: my holga
4: <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah i've got a little bit of a variety but uh, mostly in nikon and Leica. yeah i've uh yeah, I've uh, I've gotten myself mostly down to the keepers. There's still a couple Olympus cameras that I'm trying to sell, but uh, I've kind of got away from buying whatever I see cheap on Facebook Marketplace or uh, Kijiji, that kind of stuff. I've uh, I've done enough of that over the past several years that I've uh, I've kind of gotten my fill of uh, trying everything.
1: Sure, understandable. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, I've just gotten to the point where I know what I like, and I'm, I've kind of just con- concentrated on that.
1: I'm kind of at the that.
0: same point. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Facebook Marketplace now is the most expensive place to look for cameras.
0: Oh, okay. It can well, be, for sure.
3: At least yeah. around here, because if you um, went and looked on there, the first things you would find would be... Um, say a $250 K1000. Oh. $250? Well, yeah.
4: Wow. You uh, you see <laughs> you those know. around here too, yeah. Oh my goodness. And
3: it's all it's all stuff like that. Like um hang on, I'll just pull it up and see what I get when I put in film camera.
0: Man, we kind of got in at the right time.
4: We did. <laughs> when, we did. When yeah. things were really at the bottom. No, that is certainly the, the other thing about it. Uh, the deals just aren't as easily found as they used to be.
2: No. Yeah.
4: Wow, wow, wow. So uh,
3: Pentax, Pentax IST, which is one of those digital ones, $250. Oh, man. Uh, Minolta X700, $200, and that's slashed down from 300 mm. Wow. Uh, K- Canon A E one, not the program, three hundred and seventy five. <laughs> Holy this moly! Is, this is what people are asking. Uh, Canon F T B two hundred and ninety five. Oh. Like, uh, getting greedy. I
1: hate to say it, but people are—they're just getting greedy, and it's like you yeah. don't even know if they work. No.
3: You know, Roll- I- here's a Role thirty five, three hundred dollars. Like, no. I go and I look, but no.
0: I, I was yeah. looking for um. Well, you know the 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 folder that the folding camera that Julie talked about early on, the 129 camera, because we found out that we couldn't really that she couldn't really use it with you know any extant film. Um, we decided, or I decided that I was going to look for a folding camera in 120, and so I was looking on eBay Voigtlander's, uh, kodaks you know different different brands of 120 folding cameras and you know there were some that were under a hundred and many that were over a hundred but i looked on the the um, description and no matter what the price most most people said i don't know that much about cameras i'm selling it as is or not film tested and i'm like
1: yeah i'm not
0: gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna do that
1: I won't do that anymore either. It's like, I would rather pay a little bit more money and just go to a place where I can return, like a KEH or whatever. Yeah. And know that it's been tested and they would take it back if it isn't because I'm just, I'm over risking it.
2: Absolutely.
0: I don't
3: don't even post mine that high on there and they have all been film tested.
2: Yeah,
0: for sure.
3: (laughs) Unless I specifically say not tested, I don't know if it works. But the
1: price reflects it
0: yeah oh what's that
1: is this was one of my very first so i bought this one back before i was actually really back into film photography okay it gives me so this is the um agfa isolette oh holy cow you guys i i took some if you actually get the range and so i put this range finder on it but um i have two of them the pictures were so clear like, it was almost like a digital, not a digital, because it wasn't quite that crystal clear. Yeah. But if you got your range in- correct, it is so good. And I, I don't remember how much I paid for this, because it was a long time ago.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. But,
1: um, but neither one of these said they were tested or anything, and they actually both worked really great.
0: That's it's cool. It's a great
1: folder. I highly recommend them.
0: Those rangefinders, too. Julie just got a rangefinder like that, a Voigtlander oh, yeah. range rangefinder. They're Same really handy.
1: So handy. I know. Because I'm just not good at estimating, but this Mm-mm. really, um, it's just the, I actually have a couple. This one is a Voigtlander. I got another one, but it was only in meters. <laughs> I'm
4: like,
1: I, I can't, I can't do that yeah. math.
4: Exactly. Not much the metric system.
1: I, yeah, I, I'm like, I need feet, so.
4: Do
0: you guys uh, do yeah, the metric they... system up in Canada? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, kind of. We're the only weird ones.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
3: So there's a story to that, you know. When I was halfway through school, that's when they switched to the metric system.
0: Oh you wow! Know?
3: So <laughs> I measure in inches and feet, but I drive kilometers per hour. Oh man! <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! I so have let's... a funny story, Sherry. I don't. When, I, when any I develop approach. my film, yeah. I, if I develop color. I always go to Fahrenheit. I go to 101 or 102 point whatever we're yep. supposed to have it at. When I do black and white, I always go to Celsius.
0: 20 Celsius?
1: Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I don't even know what the conversion is. Well, I guess it's around six, I don't know.
0: 68.
1: I, I don't know why I learned that one there and it was like, you develop at 20 degrees. So I'm like, that's, that's what I think yeah. now. I think in Celsius only for black and white. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, even okay, in the so United States, we do, like, milligrams and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we'd ha- we have There's a hybrid people. way of doing it, you know.
3: Yeah. yeah, and that's where I am. But I just, like, room temperature is 21 degrees, and I think it's that 72 or 71, somewhere Maybe. in there. Yeah, I
4: mean, I, I think, yeah somewhere around
3: uh, there. No, no idea. Right? Yeah, room
4: temperature unless, is 20.5 Celsius. Which yeah. is like seventy degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit. Okay. Sorry, I mean yeah. Cool. Well, I was
3: close. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think.
0: <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah,
3: it's really it's crazy because my thermometer is in Celsius and I measure in Celsius. But when it rains, I'm always imperial. How many inches did I get? <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> yeah. Did you say twenty-one degrees Celsius? Yeah. Is room temperature? Yeah.
3: Okay, so 21. that's
1: sixty-nine point eight.
0: Okay. Nice. Okay.
1: <laughs> I pulled that up. I
0: cheated. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we do nowadays,
3: <laughs> right? So yeah, I just let leave it my black and white stuff. Room temperature, whatever the
1: temperature of the room is, that's same. what it's getting. Yeah. I never adjust it either. Yeah.
4: No. <laughs> no, I'm the same way.
0: Well, it's it's like room temperature is probably about the same for most people. It's just we have a human comfort level and yeah. so yeah. we can kind of gauge it you know for based on that it typically is around 68 to 72 degrees you know Yeah. So, but yep. julie what's your next question
5: sorry i was muted <laughs> that's okay <laughs> i was trying to find the button um i actually my other question i stole from youtube from kyle McDougal. I don't know if any of you guys watch his videos, but he's a very serious young man, and um, he posted a video talking about evaluating why you take pictures and going going back to thinking about the reason why before you take a picture. Um, I was just wondering what you guys would say. What's your reason for taking pictures?
4: Oh, good question.
3: That is a good one. Yeah, Go
4: ahead, Jake. Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, it just started out as a time killer more than anything. You know, just just something that I uh, that I did when I uh, when I wasn't hanging out with friends or playing sports or you know working on school. I was taking pictures, and I guess uh, it's still that way. It's uh, it's just a, a leisure activity for me. I, uh, I never really take myself too seriously it's it's just it's just more about uh, getting out and about and uh, exploring the city and you know taking a few pictures every now and then but uh, i guess why film photography specifically is just the process i i'm just a big fan of the process um after shooting film photography for so long um, i don't know maybe it's Kind of kind a little corny, but uh, I just don't really get the same satisfaction from digital anymore. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is about it. but You got
0: the bug, right?
4: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I certainly did, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah so um, I guess for me, I can't draw. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I'm draw a straight line. I can't draw a picture. Yeah. And I always wanted to do something arty. So I use a camera, <laughs> and I can manipulate it on the computer if I so choose, or I can leave it as it shot. And I guess that's my way of being creative. So that's why I
5: pick up a camera. I think that's kind of similar for me too. Um, not not because I don't do any other kinds of art, but it is just a it's a type of art to me, and it's fun. When I watched that video, he was going all like really deep into evaluating your reasons. And I was like, I'm really shallow, (laughs) not like an experiment or something I haven't tried yet. I'm probably not going to do it. So I was like, "Hmm, I wonder if everybody's super deep about their photos, like looking for meaning. No. Uh, Ah. Ah, Kyle, Kyle McDougal is and we don't have to be. No. <laughs> no, we that's, don't. And I'm um, not. we're getting from today. <laughs> and, and another thing is, you know what? If I go and
3: plan something that I want to shoot, it never works out.
1: <laughs>
3: so I just take the camera and try and capture what I see. If I like what I see, then I'll stop and try and catch it. But
5: otherwise, no. Yeah. Nothing wrong with... Now I feel like I just put myself in a hole... I do like yeah. Kyle McDougal's
3: videos. Oh, I do too. I that do, Kyle McDougal's But you know, everybody does If you don't know Kyle, look him up. Does that fix everybody, it? My, I have a girlfriend here. She's We shoot digital together sometimes. And she's like that. And she plans everything. And everything is for a purpose and a reason. And, and that's how she does it. And I go out there and I just kind of wing it.
2: <laughs>
3: and we come back and we might look at the exact same thing, but the photos are vastly different. Mm. Wow.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, thinking about, you, you know, you you talked about your friend and how she plans everything. Do you guys, do you guys have any like um particular goals? Maybe not like overarching goals for your photography in general, but just like a goal that you're th- reaching for, reaching toward, uh, photographically speaking. And this is for anybody here, all five of us. Do you guys have any, like, specific goal that you're really thinking about and that you have just, like, in your mind, in the back of your your mind, and that you're looking forward to to executing, I guess? Uh, Just
3: Uh, to keep it fun. Yeah? Just to keep it fun.
0: Nice. Yeah,
4: yeah, good call Sherry.
0: Um, I don't really
4: have any goals myself either. Yeah, um, I'm just yeah. I'm also shallow about photography as well. I just I just do it because I I enjoy it and I think it's fun and I enjoy using old cameras. So I guess that's what I choose to use as well. So yeah,
0: that's cool.
2: Yeah,
0: I about- I
1: would like to I would like to have a bigger cohesive body of work. I'd like to produce. Um, Although I shoot just like you guys, like I don't, I don't plan things, but I go out with the, actually, I don't always go out with intent. I usually just go and see what I see, like Sherry said. Um, But I would like to produce some meaningful, to me, meaningful bodies of work Mm -hmm. that, that come together. And I think that, that for my own stuff, anyway, I might already have some of those. Like if I go back and say, okay, you know, this this selection all speaks it, it's i'm speaking through that so mm-hmm. to speak. <laughs> um so that's sort of my goal i wouldn't mind you know, i've had a couple pieces in galleries just through open calls you know so nothing like a sh- you know my show <laughs> but i would i would love to be in a gallery someday like on a, on a bigger level yeah i don't know that it'll ever happen but i'm setting those goals
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. It's nice to have goals yeah mm-hmm. yeah how about you, Julie?
5: I have building goals. I want to make cameras, um, big cameras. I want to make big pictures. But I don't take particularly good pictures currently, and probably because I don't have, like, a favorite camera or favorite format, so I haven't mastered anything. But it's fun to... Just, I like to try different things, but maybe if I were taking pictures I was more proud of, I might have more goals. So, you know, a goal to have a goal, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I have to say,
3: Julie, that um, I love your photography, and I wouldn't say that you don't have anything good, because you definitely do.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree 100%.
3: Agreed.
0: Mm-hmm. I was well, going to say... Thank you that's subjective because my subjective viewpoint is that it agrees with all three of you you're a fantastic photographer in my opinion
3: and super creative you mm-hmm. do things i would never even think of like what <laughs> oh,
5: you've had because you have a really lot of m- pictures similar like i looked at <laughs> both of your pictures like um And you have some close-up pictures that I wish I could use the little cameras, the little baby ones, the 35-millimeter ones. (laughs) (laughs) Little bitty 35-millimeter. One picture in particular of yours, Sherry, that I really like is your – it's seashells. Okay. I don't know if you you know which one I mean, but um, it's like an indoor. You did it inside with some seashells, and it's really up close. And I love up close photos, but with the cameras that all these ones except for this except for this one that's finicky and doesn't usually obey me. It's a I Mamiya C thirty three. I
0: can't, I can't get listeners. close
5: to anything. <laughs> uh, right, right. And I can't use thirty five millimeter cameras. And I know that sounds dumb. I don't really like the tiny film, but it hurts my my eye. Right. I, I don't know what's wrong with my eyes, but Closing my left eye turns it off, and it goes gray and hurts. So I, I, have I just to tell can't you, do that.
3: When I put the 35 up to my face, I keep both eyes open. Do you? I do. Huh. Just because it's easier to see what's around me, because I'll walk
5: around with it in front of my face, and I need to see where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> that may take practice I found it like I have done it a few times to try to keep my eye from doing that thing but it is visually really distracting to me when I can see the camera and other stuff from my left eye right right but see, I'm
3: very right eye dominant so it can go through the lens and I'm fine and the distance is always through my left
5: so it works well, you figured out the secret for your eyeballs then.
3: Everybody's <laughs> eyeballs are going to be different too, but yeah.
5: Absolutely um
3: those close-up pictures that you were talking about, those are indoor macro shots that I do in the winter. So, they're with a macro lens.
5: I don't have a macro lens. No,
3: but there are close-up there are close-up um ones that can turn a regular lens into a
5: macro. Mario has a macro lens. Well, there you that, go. I, yes. I found could find one. I found it for him in That's the discount right. bin. <laughs>
0: there you it, go. It's one of those bellows uh, a bellows extension that you can put on a 35 millimeter SLR, and this one is for um, Minolta's.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, the
0: funkiest thing. It's a 100 millimeter lens on the bellows extension, and you can get really, really, really close to to your object. Mm. So. My bad. So cool. So cool. Well, I know uh, thinking about goals for myself, Um, I, I shoot a lot. I, I shoot a lot, but I have one goal and it's been a goal for like 14 years. <laughs> and that's to to shoot the uh, shoot a solar eclipse. I, back in 2017, um, my family and I went out to Nebraska and we saw the solar eclipse in Nebraska uh, that went over the United States. And it was just, so gorgeous and beautiful. And I think it would be spectacular to shoot shoot a solar eclipse uh, with film. So I've been listening to some podcasts about shooting solar eclipses and it's all uh, they're, they're mostly digital I think they're all digital shooters, but they say they've set, from what I've gathered from those podcasts, um, 400 millimeter lens is good. For full frame or 35 millimeter f11 at the inverse of your iso so if i'm shooting a, a iso 100 i'm going to shoot it at 125th of a second at f11 and i've been really practicing that with the full moon because from what i understand the full moon and a, a so- solar eclipse are about the same luminosity And so I've been shooting the full moon with various film stocks with those settings in mind to see, you know, just to get prepared in my mind. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it will work out, but I've got another year and a quarter or a year and a third, I guess, until the next one, April 8th of 2024, when it uh, comes over the U.S. So I'm looking forward to, to doing that.
4: Yeah, well, at least you've uh, got lots of time. That's uh, that's certainly something that takes a lot more planning than uh, than the stuff that I tend to shoot. <laughs> uh,
0: we'll see. I mean, time will tell. When when uh, April April ninth, well, we'll still be on vacation. We're gonna go on a nice uh, month long trip uh, for not only for that, but for other reasons, see family and stuff like that. So, in May, when I get the film developed, we'll see if all that planning worked out. And if not, well. <laughs> I guess not <laughs> have something, something either way to talk about, but. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Sherry, um, I'm looking at your, uh, you know, your Skype picture here and it's the Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast logo. It has a, it's a black and white, lovely black and white photo of a barn in a field, which by the way, speaks to my heart. I'm from Kansas. That's where I was born and raised, and so I I love the prairie. I really, really love the prairie. It's my home. So that barn is something that you um you've I think you said on one of your podcasts you've photographed it quite a bit. What draws you to that barn?
3: What draws me to the barn? Well, I drive by the barn, partner, daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I see it a lot. And it's a, it's a challenge to find a, a new view of something you see all the time. Mm. And plus, these old barns are disappearing. With the weather and, like, that's all that's left in that farmyard is that barn. And there's nothing around it to protect it. I can see it slowly every year starting to lean. And more of the shingles fall off. And yeah. some of the boards start to, you know, droop, and you can just slowly watch it decay. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's there's there used to be three or four of them around. Now there's only two. Oh wow. So and a lot of them people are going out and robbing them for the barn wood to make picture frames and feature uh-huh. walls in their house, and it's a shame. Because it's a beautiful, old, historic building. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: It makes me wonder, you know, the, the things that, that exist uh, today that are, you know, part of our modern world, you know, 50, 100 years from now, those things are going to be antiques. And... Uh, it's, I've often wondered if I should be photographing the things that I consider to be just prosaic and everyday and, you know, whatever, um, for posterity's sake. And that's kind of what you're doing with that barn because it's still in existence, but has a certain life lifespan. So that's, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there was one that was actually just a few miles from that one. And, It started to sag and the family decided, you know, if people are going in there and ripping the boards off and the structure was getting so it wasn't safe. So they just had a big bonfire one night and the next day it was gone.
4: Oh, Oh, man.
3: And I I was so sad because I had plans on going and shooting that one and I went to do it and it was gone. (laughs) Oh, oh. man.
0: Oh, man. Do you have anything like that, Jake, where uh, where something draws you um, and, you know, you might might have photographed it a number of times, but you can't get enough photographing it?
4: Yeah, there's there's certainly a lot of uh, a lot of things like that for me Um, here in the city. There's a couple really. uh, Well, I guess really old uh, obviously it's relative here in north america nothing is really that old compared to, to europe and stuff like that yeah. but uh, there's a couple really old uh, beautiful churches from the the 1800s here in the city that i always uh, love photographing um especially one it uh it's like i don't know if you would call it gothic style but it has like just really dramatic like stonework like all over the building it's it's kind of impressive but uh yeah, I just like uh taking pictures of old buildings as well and uh and like Sherry, um there's also some burns around where I grew up, um not far from Maine about uh like a 15 minute drive from the border of Maine um okay. p- potato country but yeah lots of old burns around there and and like Sherry's uh, area unfortunately yeah they are disappearing all the time so it's it's very important to uh, to document that stuff while it's still with us
0: yeah for sure for sure
4: yeah
0: well um we have a couple of facebook questions um uh on on our uh let's see gen, the gen x photography pod uh facebook page which any of you listeners if you want to join uh just ask to join and as you know we try to keep it clean and just respectful and all that but uh, if you want to join, just go ahead and join, and one of one of the three of us can uh, can uh, permit in. So, um, so anyways, we had three questions from uh, two of the members, Brandon Helton and Bob Saints here. and Suzanne. Would you like to do the first question? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> okay. think I have it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> sorry about think, that. I'm so sorry. Don't worry, don't worry. Uh, I have it up here.
1: I'll give uh, it
0: back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Brandon Helton <laughs> – that, that was funny. I'm so sorry.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. Play Verona. Play yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Brandon Helton uh, asked this. For the November challenge, did you get to catch up any lingering roles? I can't – I can't – I can't imaging having to finish – I'm thinking he might – might have imagine. imagined. yeah. I'm going to say it's imagine. I can't imagine having to finish a half-frame camera. Uh, my luck, it would have been a 36 or 72 exposure roll, or which is a 72 <laughs> exposure roll, which I cannot wrap my head around the quantity in just one roll. haha. Hope it went well, and all is well up there.
3: Uh, funny thing is, one of those cameras that I got out on my table is a half-frame. And I have no idea what's on the front part of the frames. <laughs> oh,
0: that's a lot of pictures, isn't it?
3: I made sure I put a twenty-four Whatever. in there. So yeah, it shouldn't be horrible bad, but
0: still forty-eight pictures is,
3: is mean, a lot of pictures. Even thirty-six
0: is a lot nowadays, you know?
3: <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, and it was horrible doing the Frugal Film project with thirty-six frame rolls. Uh. Oh, yeah, just,
0: that's oh. not okay. <laughs> oh man. Well, how about right. did, did you did, was this question mainly meant for you, Sherry? Do you do you recognize it as far as the half frame? Kind
3: of. It's uh, we have uh, try and put up a challenge every month on our uh, Embrace the Grain Photography podcast Facebook group for people to participate if they so choose. And um, November's challenge was. Oh! Complete any unfinished roles.
0: Oh, that's and I a think, good challenge.
3: I think <laughs> I forgot to do a December challenge, but it's holidays, so everybody can. Just take a month off. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe finish November's challenge while they're at it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that is what we did. And uh, yeah, one of them, I I had a couple up there. And one was a half frame challenge or a half frame camera that I don't know why. It's a Canon point and shoot. So you could have chose to put either full frame or half frame. It's got a switch on the inside. So before you load the camera, you have to choose what you want to shoot. But for some dumb reason, I put half frame. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just to see how they looked. I don't know. I'll have to find out, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the Konica Auto Reflex cameras can do the same thing where you you can choose
3: between Mm -hmm. full frame
0: and half frame, which is pretty cool.
3: But I think on that one, you can change it mid-roll, and this one you cannot.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. so you're stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs>
3: Unless I open the camera.
0: <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> you're not
3: opening the camera. <laughs>
0: uh, well, Julie, do you have the other question?
5: Yeah, it was from Bob St. Cyr, and he wanted to know from when you were podcasting, um, because you're in different time zones, how did you coordinate doing your recordings?
4: Yeah, I, I guess it was a little tough, especially in my situation, just being on the East Coast, being later than Sherry. So um, Sherry had to record early, just after supper, and I was recording pretty well right before bed. Mm. But, uh, but it did work out in the end. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. usually... It, it, if- if it was seven o'clock for me, it was ten o'clock for Jake. And yeah. we tried to keep them to an hour so it wasn't too ridiculous.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the long episodes that we had, uh, I was going to bed late, but that's okay every once in a while.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys gonna be doing the podcast? I know you're taking a a a little time off for, you know, life and things like that, but do you have um not plans, well, plans or ideas or uh, des- desire to get it going again?
4: I think we're open to the idea of uh, yeah. getting it going again at some point for sure, yeah. But no real, uh, no real plans as okay. of yet, yeah.
3: No, no date. Um, we have to revamp the entire formula because
4: yeah.
3: when I started the podcast, I had one child to chase after. Mm. Now I have two.
0: Yeah. And
3: as of next spring, I'm going to have three. Oh, man. So uh, i am got very little time.
0: It, there is a big difference between one and two. I don't know what the difference between two and three is, but there's definitely a difference between one and two kids.
3: There is, especially when they're different ages and in different mm-hmm. things. And Yep. you're running here and you're running there and you're dealing with potty training and you're dealing with hockey practice and and he hit me and (laughs) well no there isn't really that because yeah the youngest one has hemophilia so there's no hitting allowed okay so but yeah
0: totally understandable Wow, that's that's something else.
3: But it's it it is. Does this happen? So he bit me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so, as far as the podcast, I um, y- you guys had a good long run, and I hope that it does continue. But I'm gonna continue listening to the older episodes because it was just so fun listening to you guys. And um, I think uh, Billy Sanford, he had a a he toward the end, he was uh, kind of in. Uh, doing a lot with you guys as well, right? Doing a lot of call-ins. He was ins very
3: and... supportive, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, so I have been thinking about it and thinking of ways that um, the show could maybe be changed up with less editing time involved, and then maybe we could come back. But mm. no concrete plans yet.
0: You know what's fascinating is that even if you don't, your podcast is going to stay wherever it's found for who knows how long, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I suppose. Huh? Cause like I know, I know on Apple, uh, with Apple podcasts, if you reach like 300 episodes, that's kind of the cutoff. And then they start deleting your first ones. Um, I don't know why they do that, but 300 is like the, the limit, but you're not at 300 yet. Right. Mm. I don't think we made it to a hundred. Okay. No,
3: I think seventy nine was the latest.
0: Okay, so it, it should be up there for however but long sometime. this continues.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anybody who wants to get into film photography has your your podcast that they can go to, and that's
2: mm-hmm. that's
0: pretty awesome. And I love the I, I love the name Embrace the Grain because I tell you what when I when I first started uh, film photography f- coming from digital I had a you know a nice. Fujifilm X100. I really love that camera. It was just so crystal clear that I wanted to get the crispiest, most sharp film that I could find. And so I chose Ektar and Ektachrome and really low ISO films. But then I took to heart the name of your podcast and decided that I was going to embrace the grain. And so I started shooting some higher speed films and then you know, expired films. And I just fell in love with the looks the just the look of really grainy film. So
3: thank well, you the for that. <laughs> name in part comes up in tribute to the very first film workshop I took. Oh. It was called Embrace the Grain. Oh nice. <laughs> and it she's no longer doing it. So I thought, well she's no longer doing it. Maybe she wouldn't mind if if I named it after what she'd done. So <laughs>
0: Wow.
3: (laughs) I Just in tribute and kind of as, you know, if she decides to do it again, then I can recommend it. Definitely. (laughs) That's cool.
0: That's cool. Well, thinking about the names of podcasts, I do have to say this um, about our podcast. Um, I get a lot of questions about the name Gen X Photography Podcast. So I love my generation. I love the music from, you know, the 80s and 90s and stuff like that in the 70s um but it doesn't take it you, people that co- if we invite you to be on the podcast you don't have to be a gen xer to be on the podcast you can be <laughs> as a millennial as you said Jake or a, a gen zer or a a boomer or you know whatever generation it, I chose that name I actually didn't even really choose that name my son and I were talking about generations this was a couple of years ago and he's gen z i'm gen x and so we were talking about the differences be- between our generations and he likes podcasts as well and he said you should start a podcast about gen x and i'm like oh yeah so that's kind of how that came to be but it's not it's not a prerequisite to <laughs> coming on the podcast for anybody that's mm-hmm. listening
3: so, I, I was laughing because the girls were here the one day and we were having lunch all around the table here on the farm and I was teasing them that they were just a bunch of millennials and they just better <laughs> get their act together. <laughs> and they says, well, you're a Gen X. And I says, yeah. And what's your father? He's a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a couple years older. <laughs> yep. He goes, I am not. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's oh, so yeah, funny.
3: Get all of this googled up, and yeah, he, he was in there by one year. Oh man, <laughs>
4: just made the cut.
3: Yeah. Just made the cut. Uh, 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 the kids about being a bunch of freaking millennials. <laughs> they didn't like that. Oh man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder, you know, I've often wondered why they, why that generation, the millennials, get the the bad rap. Because, man, I. I have a ton of friends that are so-called or quote-unquote millennials, and they're
2: just... It,
5: they're just like no us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I wonder what it is. At prop, you know, the Gen Xers kind of got a bad rap from, you know, we were the slacker generation, you know?
4: <laughs> I think that's the way it is, though. It's just a cycle. It happens, it happens yeah. for every generation. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: Those Gen Zers... Yeah, exactly. That's the next
3: thing. Yeah, yeah. That's well, another thing. You guys say Z, and we said Z.
0: That's true. <laughs> that's true.
3: It sounds yeah. cooler if they're Generation Z. <laughs>
0: that's true. Gen Z. Gen Z. Uh, well, Julian, uh, Julian, <laughs> Julian, and Suzanne. Do you guys have any more questions?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. no, You actually, uh, we've we've now morphed into one. <laughs> Juliet. Yeah, Juliet. <laughs> 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 no, I was actually going to ask the question that you asked. I was I was curious if they were going to be re- ever record again. So I'm glad to know it's it's not off the table.
3: No, it's no, not sorry, off maybe. the table. No, okay. it's just when time gets. The kids get a little bit older I'll probably have a little more time To get back into it I gotta figure out how I can get this So that it's not hours Of Editing
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: When you have so little free time
5: As it is
0: Julianne Do you have uh, any more
5: questions? Well I was just Wondering if Sherry wanted to put a plug in for the Frugal Film Project, in case anybody doesn't know what it is, if you want to say what it is and what to do if you want to join.
3: I think um, everyone here except Suzanne is in the Frugal frugal Film
1: Project. I have
5: encouraged her to join next year.
1: (laughs) We'll get her into it. I I, I could do that. i get I get hung up when I have too many things that I have to do. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard more uh,
1: about it.
3: <laughs> the reason that we moved away from the personal website, I used to have it on our personal my personal website. But we moved away from that, and went to a Facebook group is just to have it a little more relaxed. Mm. And if something came up and you couldn't complete that month, it wasn't the end of the world. Whereas when you had 10 or 12 people and you had to have every month done scheduled, you know, it was a lot more strict. It was a lot more time consuming. But what Frugal Film Project is, is you take a camera and your kit has to be under $75 US and you need 12 rolls of cheap to you film and what you choose is up to you and you shoot one role per month for the year. That's and then cool. you post, post your results up on the group.
0: I've got thoughts for next year and we'll wait to see what, the, how they come together, but I'm really looking forward to, like I used my, one of my Spotmatics, uh, I've used one of my Spotmatics this past year. And one of the problem or one of the troubles that I had with that is I wanted to use that Spotmatic for other, th- other things as well. But I had my Arista in it, Arista 200, and I was shooting that for the frugal film. And, uh, so I'm like, Oh man, I want to use it for this film. And it wasn't available. <laughs> so I think I, I have a, uh, it's a 127 Brownie camera that I'm going to roll like, 35 millimeter ultramax in and i'll get it 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 will be a little bit easier to shoot because the 127 rolls are really really short compared to 35 millimeter rolls Mm
2: -hmm.
0: they're like one third the length and so uh it'll be a lot easier to shoot it and a lot a lot more fun i mean they're they're just such cute little cameras and no i mean like no exposure control it's just one button and that's done
3: Yeah, and it doesn't matter what format you're using. It can be, like you said, 127. It could be 120. It can be 35. It could be 110. (laughs) It can be pinhole. It can be uh, toy camera. It can be whatever you want. But you got to use the same one all year. Nice.
5: So and And what you can't use the gifted Leica. No. <laughs> it is not, not
3: cruel. Cruel. No, As I always teased Betsy. She goes, "Well, I could use my Leica. It was free." And I said, "No, you cannot." Use
0: it's not life. the spirit of it.
4: No. So,
3: yeah. Uh,
2: that's,
4: that's honestly, the I have I have a an OM one with a little bit of separation in the prism that I even have a. I kind of feel bad about using that for frugal. Yeah. I I paid $50 Canadian for it, so it's well within uh, the range, but there's something that just feels wrong about uh, using a nice Olympus OM-1 for a frugal film project. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Well, I have have a really old um, speed graphic, a pre-war one back uh. then, and I got it for $40, but I don't know. I think it's old enough that they're... I don't think they're worth a whole lot. But my newer speed graphic, which was $40, they go for like 250 on eBay. So yeah. I would like to do a 4x5 or an 8x10, which I got a lens for $10. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera is cardboard. <laughs> but the lenses go for hundreds and hundreds. I just happen to yeah. basically yeah. have it given to me. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> Not
2: lucky.
3: <Google>. So, <laughs> the, very, the very first year of the project, I used a camera that I paid 99 cents for. Oh, man. <laughs> and I bought it, and they shipped it here for, like, I think it was under $15 at that time. Oh, wow. And I didn't know if it worked, but once they threw batteries in it, it worked. And I thought, okay. So it was the Pentax MV. And it was aperture priority. Oh, Came wow. with the lens and everything. And I love the MV. And I thought, oh, this is a cheap camera and everything. And I never sell my frugal camera after I've used it. I keep it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I found out now that they're well over the budget.
2: <laughs>
3: so I, I, I've used it once, but I did pay 99 cents for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's cool that's cool
3: you know um the one year i used the n75 nikon with the kit lens uh awesome camera body hate the lens Uh. (laughs) the Uh. lens was good it was sharp and everything but it wouldn't allow me to manual focus it
0: sometimes you just don't connect with something too right i've had cameras and lenses that i just I didn't connect with them for some reason. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. They take awesome pictures and I yeah. just don't use them.
3: <laughs> yeah. Cause see, I would focus and recompose and then it would refocus. And I was like, no, ah. no,
5: no. <laughs> it, was AI. Just, it was frustrating.
4: <laughs> they have lots of pain.
0: <laughs> oh man.
5: Well, so if anyone wants to join, what should they do then? So
3: if they want to join, they can go on to, I know not everybody loves Facebook, but it's accessible, it's free Mm -hmm. and it's relaxed and it's a safe environment to post whatever you want. Nobody is allowed to be snarky. There is no comments that are mean. Everybody is pleasant and we do watch like that people stay within the rules Mm -hmm. And you go to the Facebook group to the frugal film project. Now it's got the pink Pentax as the cover. So it's quite recognizable (laughs) frugal film project 22 Um, in January. I will be changing that to 23. (laughs) (laughs) Some people last year asked about that. And I said, well, I left it for a little while so people could finish up their December photos. Cause you have, you shoot your role in that month, and you have two weeks to develop and post because some people send out to labs. Yep. You're free to use a lab if you're not comfortable doing your own. Um, I don't have a lab near me, that's why I do my own.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and um, yeah, it's pretty simple. You just go there and post up your results.
5: Do you cool. know how many people participated this year? Hmm, that's a good question, because some of them did drop out,
3: and some of them had get life things happening, and some of them, um, like this had a a person post today that um, he is not going to participate next year, but he would like to stay in the group in case he wanted to participate the following year. So cool. currently there are about 150 people, roughly, nice. involved. So um, if you want really want to see a lot more about um, one member that has done a spectacular job is the old camera guy, David Mahali. Mm-hmm. He has uh, a lot of frugal film videos because he's been participating this year. And I believe he has a plastic fantastic, I think is it is it an icon? I can't remember now. And he found um Across 2. Oh wow. It was short dated. Nice. So it was was a frugal film. So yeah. So you can cool. you can roll your own film. You can go in and just buy whatever is cheapest at your local camera store. You can order offline, you can, whatever, you can find eBay expired stuff. They just have to need 12 rules all the same.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Well, Sherry and Jake, um, thank you again for joining the podcast. Um, and Suzanne and Julie, thank you for helping with it, uh, so much today. Um, but I, I again, absolutely, yeah. absolutely it's been a blast. And you know what's interesting is of all the guests that have been on the on, on the podcast, you two make the fourth and fifth Canadians on this podcast. Oh <laughs> so there's a a big Canadian presence <laughs> on the Gen X photography <laughs> podcast. So to see it. that's right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well you know, in in reality though, does doesn't photography just kind of span the globe? It doesn't matter where you are. It's
0: true. It's true. But I just I, I find it fascinating. A lot of from what I've seen, a lot of good photographers are coming from Canada and uh, or at least a lot, a lot of the ones that I follow are from north of the border. So that's awesome. <laughs> but before we go, I want to find out uh, where everybody's you know, if you want to get up, give out your social medias and if if not, no worries. But if you if you want to, that's totally up to you. So, Jake, let's start with you. Where can people find your work?
4: Um, well, I haven't really done much posting lately, but when I do post my work, it's usually on Instagram. Okay. Uh, you can find me at Jake Rose photo.
0: Okay. Sounds good. How about you, Sherry?
3: Um, I haven't been posting much online either because I'm like, Jake, I have a bit of a backlog to develop. <laughs> 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 and, um, but you can find me on Instagram at Sherry. Christensen Photography. I know that's really long. So that's S-H-E-R-R-Y-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-E-N Photography. And you can also find me over on the Frugal Film Project 22 group and in the Embrace the Graham Photography podcast group. And even though the podcast hasn't had any new episodes, we do we did keep the group active and open.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Suzanne, where can people find your work?
1: Best find me at Instagram at b.roll.backup. And everything else is linked through my bio.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> keep it simple, right? Yep. How about you, Julie?
5: I believe on Instagram I'm... JP's Shoebox Walk, I think. My name probably works, too. Yeah. (laughs) On Flickr, too.
0: (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. And you can find my work at, um, mainly on Flickr, Mario Piper. Also on Instagram, at Mario Piper. And, again, if anyone wants to join the Gen X Photography Podcast Facebook group, you can find a bunch of people's work. Probably some mutual... Uh, people both on the Embrace the Grain Facebook group, the Frugal Film Project Facebook group, and the Gen X Photography uh, Podcast Facebook group. Probably a lot of, a lot of people belong to both. So yeah, Yeah. you can join any one of those. Um, it's a, a lovely community to be part of. So thank you again, Sherry and Jake for joining. And, uh, to all you dear listeners out there, thank you all for listening and keep those analog vibes alive.